Meet Parker Bennett, real estate agent. Parker loves cam loops. Parker has a background in building inspections, so he knows houses. This is the Cam Loops Insider with Parker Bennett. Okay, welcome everybody to the Cam Loops Insider podcast. We've been away for a little while, but we are back. And I think I'll start off by just doing like a, as if we we're playing poker. We'll just kind of go around the room and introduce ourselves really quickly, and then um, and then we'll really get into something really interesting with interior design and my favorite staging. So I'm Parker Bennett. I'm your host, uh, Royal LePage Westman Realty here, and let's let's go in clockwise order and introduce yourself, Sandra. Good morning. I'm Sandra Picorni, and I'm the owner and operator and principal designer of the Edit Interior Design and Home Staging. Cool. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Philippa Thiessen. I'm a realtor here at Royal LePage Westman. I've heard your voice on this podcast before. <laughs> what? You have? Oh. Yeah. I'm Alejandra Carroll, also real estate agent here at uh, Royal LePage Westman Realty. Sweet. So let's just kind of dive a little bit into, and when we start every podcast, we like to talk a little bit about the numbers, what's going on in the Calumps market. And um, like every other podcast... February numbers are right in front of us, right behind me. Uh, median house price? 455 staying steady from the previous month. Yeah, we, have, we haven't had any change in the last couple months. So interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. isn't it? I think the, the thing that is interesting is that we are getting sales where we sort of predicted, or at least I did. That it was going to slow down we a bit. have a slow start, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So 180 residential sales last month. Um, which is up from January. Yep. I think we had 158 in January. Yeah. Not bad for not turning around and looking, right? <laughs> <laughs> I and think you the have winner a neighborhood memory. Yeah. The winner neighborhood? The winning neighborhood is Brocklehurst. Yes, yep. that was the hottest neighborhood in Kamloops in February. Actually, which is pretty unique. South Kamloops was the one in January. And South Kamloops doesn't usually pump a lot of real estate. It's definitely one of the hotter markets. Like everybody wants in there, but there's just usually not that much inventory in that area. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah. I'm going to clarify: yeah. South Kamloops is downtown. Downtown. Yes. Yeah. Realtors lingo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's introduce our special guest today from the edit, Sandra. Hi. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background, because that's what is probably going to make you special in this industry from a realtor's perspective. Sure. So I uh, started out in real estate in Kelowna as a realtor and a property manager for McDonald Realty. And I also worked at Royal LePage in Revelstoke as an agent. So I've been in the market of administration and marketing and sales of real estate and houses for quite some time. And I decided to switch gears and focus on my passion, which is interior design a couple years ago. And I took um, my interior design and home staging course through um, QC Design School and then opened my doors for business about two years ago here in Kamloops. So what is the QC School? So that's um, a Canadian authorized acknowledged design school. So it's basically like how you take UBC holds the diploma for 
real estate sales. QC Design School offers that um, interior design online for anyone who's taking the course. So you have two years to finish um, and you can do your home staging as part of it or just focus on interior design. But I decided to take both. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Isn't it like when I think, and I'm ignorant because I'm a guy. Okay. (laughs) True. Design just doesn't come naturally, I don't think, to me else, but maybe some. Uh, mm, it doesn't come naturally to most people, right? It's just um, just like how math maybe doesn't come naturally to some people or sales doesn't yeah. come naturally. You either have like an innate gift that you can then build upon with skills and experience um, or you don't. And it's just the way it rolls, right? Well said, well said. Yep. Because you can't teach people like good style. Yeah. And it's all like you can't teach people. You can, well, it's just like the market, right? With real estate, you can educate them to make the best choices. Um, And that's just like interior design and staging, right? Is all different things have to come together to make a great space, right? Harmony, the scale, proportion, all those things. And then the fun stuff like budgets, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. all got to be in there too. So if you're good at math, that's where I come in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I got a trivia question here for you. Okay. It's not really a trivia question. It's just facts that I looked up. Um, who gets credit for the birth of interior design? Like, do Who? you know which culture? Well, I mean, we can go way, way back to, like, ancient Greece and the Romans. Yeah. where let's th- do that. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, arts, interior design is a form of art, right? Maybe some people might argue that, but it's, it's true. So art forms can, if we really want to get wild and crazy, go back to, like, the first men making drawings or right. making pottery, that in itself is the start of design, right? We're designing right. items to live better. So <laughs> is there a right answer? Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it's kind so of right. I don't know what ancient civilization would have like the first people who you could pay to come in and do that. I'm not sure about oh, that's that. Interesting. But oh, okay. back in the Renaissance days, there that was a legit right. career. Yeah. So I want to say maybe it was born then. The Egyptians. The Egyptians, okay, there but we I go. But I think, well, here's what I'm puzzled with. Who was the first person to say, you know what, I think we should hang something on the wall? Yeah. Like? Cavemen. Exactly. Cavemen, like, yeah. But why? To warm up, make make their little caves more ambiance. Yeah, think about what they did. They did drawings of themselves yeah. hunting, so it's like, right. yeah. hey, do you remember this day? You put a picture right. of whatever you want to put a picture up. They just decided to write make a drawing of what they did that day. The original gallery wall. So here's the, extent, <laughs> yeah. here's the extent of my decorating, okay? I have a wall tent when I go hunting, and I do the same thing as, like, the caveman did. Hang up your, your I, eyes. draw on your we tent. draw inside the tent. With what? This is a black marker. Charcoal. <laughs> Not charcoal. <laughs> We're more developed. Coals from the fire. <laughs> and then they... And then they uh, Paint their faces. More paint. <laughs> uh, no. You guys are thinking we're silly. We're not that silly. Okay. I like this quote. Um, it's in your book. By the way, your book was awesome. Oh, good. It. Good. I worked hard on it. The National Association of Realtors has confirmed that <clears throat> buyers form an opinion within the first 30 seconds of being in a home, and they spend the rest of their visit in that home justifying whether it be good or bad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a perfect yeah. example of that, actually. So on Saturday, I was in a beautiful home, um, like in the high $900,000 value range. And everything in this house was meticulous. But when you walked in, um, 
a beautiful two-story staircase with banister greeted you, but that had been destroyed basically by um, the previous owner's dog. So, and I'm used to seeing houses, so I can get over things quite quickly, as I'm sure you guys can too, um, but not this. So we walked through the whole house, and I'm thinking, oh man, we have to deal with this banister, and it's going to be a pain in the butt because it's a lot of sanding and staining. And so if that's how I feel when I know trades and I know the costs, yep, like yep. imagine how a buyer's going to feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after um, bringing it up with my client, he said, indeed, after the first two showings, he had gotten feedback and all the feedback was about this banister. So um, we had a discussion that that really has to be addressed if you if he wants to get the price that he wants to get, right? Which sure. the house is worth. It right. just needs that mm-hmm. first impression needs to be taken care of so that the people don't spend the rest of their time going through their house going, oh, geez, but, right? Yeah. I would even contest that, like, it only takes me five seconds, and I've sort of made up my mind. Mm -hmm. Or even when you do the curb appeal, right? Inside, Mm -hmm. I'm sort of justifying, like, I justify it by energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're not willing to put in energy Mm -hmm. in certain areas, then I don't trust that you've put in energy in other areas like maintenance, Absolutely. Yeah. Or behind the fridge. What you can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, right? So yeah. if there's stuff right at the front door that's dragging you down, imagine the stuff that's in the closet. Yeah, exactly. Right? Totally. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's talk the difference. Let's talk about the difference between staging and decorating. Because actually when sure. I read this, I was like, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. So So that's actually a big part of what I do when I go to my consultations with clients because everyone has seen HGTV and the staging um, in in those terms, right? So, which is fantastic, but generally that's not what we're doing. Um, We're getting the houses ready for photography and we're getting them ready for showing. So um, the difference between decorating and staging, decorating is you're going to decorate your space basically to your tastes, right? How you want to live and the stuff that you like. And that's fantastic. But when we're selling a home, so sellers usually are making that mental adjustment um, from the house that they've lived in to now it's a saleable product. So we need to change that dynamic. So we want to um, make it, make the home appear more, Uh, make it easier for buyers to see themselves living in the home. So that means stripping back a little bit of decor traditionally because by nature decor is more personal. So I don't always like to go into houses and tell people, oh, you have to completely depersonalize because we don't want to have a stark home. And, you know, if it's a great family home on a great family street, most likely it's going to be sold to another family. So sure, having some family photos, um, things like that are reasonable to see and you'd expect to see them. But we want to make sure that your home isn't filled with so many specifically personal items that other people leave and they think, oh yeah, you know, well, I didn't really like how they had that or I didn't really like how, um, you know, they have a real thing for beach decor and I didn't really like that. So we want to take out as much of that as we can um, to leave space for the buyers to visualize themselves living in the house because that'll ideally translate to selling the house. Roger that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like taking away limitations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just Minimizing objections. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because like I think about my parents' house and they'll have a wall with 75 to 80 pictures on it, all very uniquely brass framed pictures, <laughs> none of which are the same. 
And uh, my mom says to me just the other day, hey, I need some more pictures of your kids to put on the wall. And I'm thinking, that wall is so god-awful ugly. <laughs> but it's her wall, and it hurts exactly. She's not trying to sell it. It's exactly. the wall. Exactly. It's the wall. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, stuff like um, in bathrooms, too, people don't realize. And, of course, you're usually living your house when you're selling it, but nothing turns people off more than, like, walking into a bathroom and being greeted by someone else's bath mat and their towels. So toothpaste. It, it's toothpaste. Like, mm-hmm. it really... And bathrooms, you know, when people renovate their homes, generally they do kitchens and bathrooms. So a lot of times I'll go to houses and it's like, oh, you guys did a great job in this bathroom. But then you don't get the feel of that or get to see it because it's got your day-to-day stuff in there. So certainly when we're preparing a house for real estate photography, which we know is ultra important, um, we need to educate sellers why those things need to at least be moved um, for for those times. Take away your toothbrush and the used candle behind the toilet. It's it's like um, (laughs) a whole bunch of small (laughs) decisions add up to the big picture, right? So um, it might seem like little nitpicky things, but we're trying to create, you know, the best possible scenario for for sellers, which is more money and less time. So yeah, but we've talked about this quite often about the difference between when how a seller looks at their house, right? Mm -hmm. They need to take that emotion out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what what's said here in Sandra's book, where she basically differentiates the difference between decorating and staging, because some people have decorated their home they obviously like it. Mm-hmm. They obviously feel proud of it. Yeah. And when you come in and you claim that we're going to stage this house and they look at you funny, like, do you see what I just did? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, look at my here? decoration. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Really, really sort of setting the stage that that's not the same thing, mm-hmm. which is really important, right? Like mm-hmm. taking away limitations. I always use the, the term like for every house on the market, there's a bucket of buyers. And to get the most amount of money, you need is to get the most amount of people through the home. You need people in the bucket. Yes. And every time you do something to your house or price or the location, you remove people from the bucket, right? If you have a hundred people in a bucket and you, your house is now not in the city limits, 50 people are coming out of that bucket, right? Yeah. And if you have a pink colored house, five people won't see past that. So you have less people in your bucket. It's overpriced. That grows the bucket. And if you work on filling the bucket full of people, you take away so many limitations, it becomes available to so many more people. That's where you get multiple offers. That's where you get more people coming through. That's where you get more opportunity to sell and for more money. Right. In my opinion. Yep, for sure. Hedging your bets, right? You want every odd in your favor. Odds in your favor. So, and (laughs) we've also talked about this. Um, When you buy a home, right, it's the heart that gets you in there. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not going to be your heart that gets you out Mm -hmm. efficiently. So if you can remove that in the process of rem- leaving your home and just mm-hmm. be strategic about how you prep your home and price your home and, and yeah. uh, portray your home, how you, it's going to be perceived to the marketplace, mm-hmm. then you have your best foot forward. Yeah. Lots of sellers too. Um, like I get quite a few referrals from agents yeah. like yourselves. And a lot of time it's not even just about getting it prepared for buyers, but it's, you know... 25% of it is getting the sellers need some help. Like maybe they've lived in this house for 15, 20 years. Where do they even start? Right. They know they need to declutter, but where should they spend their time and energy? And, right. um, you know, they're usually moving too. So I do a lot of helping them get set up with their kind of moving plan, right? Maybe they haven't bought a new house yet, or they're really, um, they're really scaling back. So we're going to sell some things, put some things in storage. So I help 
them kind of come up with a plan um, for their time and energy and, and minimizing how um, much work goes into moving because there's a lot of, of work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever dabbled in the idea of maintenance, like things that are very mechanical in the staging process? No. Well, I mean, I, I should... I give my advice on things that need to be looked into further, 100%. Um, Like the other day, I was at a house which showed great as a character home, but outside there's a bunch of cracks. Well, I'm not a home inspector, um, but I can certainly alert you to, by the way, you're probably going to hear about this. So I would get investigating it Mm -hmm. so you can, you know stay ahead of the curve. So if there's things like I notice going through the house, um, like venting is really dusty or dirty and looks Absolutely. like it hasn't been maintained, um, I I will give the clients um, some places to look into it further, like, you know, furnace maintenance cleaners, things like that. But I don't necessarily... Um, diagnose things right. like that. I leave that to the professional inspectors or who, whomever. I just will point those things out. I stick to making, you know, the cosmetic type changes. Here, here's a classic example. You open the furnace cabinet, like mm-hmm. the, the closet or wherever the furnace is, and it's the room that they've used to hide everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. The furnace has got a half inch layer of dust on it. it still could be a really young you know, viable furnace, mm-hmm. but it sets the tone, mm-hmm. no maintenance, and it probably needs a furnace. Yes. And lots of times I'm like, I'm, you know, I give it a good look. No, it needs a service. Yeah. But I think people forget about the mechanics of it. Well, gas fireplaces too are one thing that yeah. people don't often get serviced and that I bring up to my clients a lot too, because you can come in and have it serviced and cleaned, you know, and you'll look like a new gas fireplace, mm-hmm. you know, three or five, three to five years of build, build up in there. Um, can make it a good cleaning can make it look like a brand new system. Right. Yeah. Interesting. This time of year, when you roll up to a house and it's going to be 15 degrees next week, there's going to be like gutters dripping Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. and that'll drag attention too. People will think, Hey, it needs new gutters. How much is that going to cost me? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just the time of the year and there's still a lot of ice in there. Yeah. Windows too, especially Camelots. We have a lot of houses with great views too. So as soon as the weather gets ready, I'm like, get your windows cleaned because it's again the perceived right. perceived maintenance. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about decluttering. Mm. Is it okay to pick a room and say we're gonna like designate this room to be the room that we <laughs> put everything in? So in a perfect world, that wouldn't happen. Right. However, if it's the if there's no crawl spaces, if they for some reason can't get a to-go box to rent, if there's no garage space or no garage, then we have to work with what we can work with. So it's better to have everything in a zone, like in one room, in nicely organized bins stacked up so that we can still walk into the room, still feel the space and be like, okay, this is where they're storing stuff. Now that sets off a red flag though to our buyers because they're going, well, where am I going to store my stuff? I need to use this bedroom. So, Interesting. right. Yeah. Be- Interesting. So yeah. for some people that might not be such a big deal. Um, but for others it might. So if we've exhausted all other options, which would be garage, a to-go box, totally, you know, yeah. selling or giving away what you're not going to take, then that is the next best thing. Right. Yeah. But we don't want just one big dumping room. It should at least be really decluttered and then really organized so we can kind of justify that 
that use of that space. For sure. I've often given this advice, maybe incorrectly, but if we're not getting a storage box and we're not preparing to move, what are we doing? <laughs> then, then stick it in the garage because people can get past the garage. Yes. Yeah. And you can measure the garage and you can give dimensions of the garage. Yes. And people will understand that feel because mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. people aren't thinking like, yeah. how big is the garage? Mm-hmm. My opinion. But yeah. um, coming from a guy who likes hanging out in the garage, I would hate that. Yeah. I'd walk in, I'd be like, man, I need to feel this garage out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I usually tell my clients too, but like homes downtown, some, mm-hmm. as you know, don't have garages yeah. and they yeah. don't have um, basements. So yeah. we kind of have to work with what we can. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about um, the kitchen, like kitchen. the declutter mm-hmm. of the kitchen. Yes. How important is that? So, well, kitchens, obviously, kitchens and bathrooms sell homes. Um, I really like to encourage people to keep everything off the counters as as much as possible and to show that there is functional prep space, there's functional storage, and there's functional eating space. So um, that might be something that we all just take for granted, thinking, well, every house has a dining room or an an eat-up bar, but that's not necessarily the case. So we have to focus for sure on, on that, um, especially in open living plans, because sometimes people really have a, a tricky time um, viewing that, especially for families. So I try to make sure absolutely everything is off the counters. Tip, if they're in good shape, if they're not in good shape, then we're probably going to have a different conversation um, so that we're, we're letting people see as much of the surface space in the house. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about decluttering the fridge? <laughs> people do look people, in the fridge. They oh, yeah. totally do. Yeah. Especially when the house is too yeah. tidy and you want to know if it's occupied or not. Yeah. So you open the fridge to, oh. and, and then there's like 10 beers and you're like, it's vacant. <laughs> they just come here. <laughs> just come to here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. do a good um, like check of the appliances when I come to so that... Um, first of all, we stay ahead of anything that might pop up in an inspection if, if appliances are included. But simple things like checking your pendant lights and your under cabinet lights mm-hmm. and all those things. Because again, if people are coming into your house and opening your fridge and the light doesn't turn on, that that's one more chink in the chain of, well, what else is not yeah. Yeah. taken care yeah. of? Yeah. Um, and, and sinks. Always want to keep your sink clean. Mm-hmm. Sinks, yeah. yeah. And, and just like fridges, closets. Yeah. So a good rule of thumb and what I, again, always tell my clients is if you're not completely, you know, we're not streamlining at least 25%. So 25% of your clothing closets, your storage closets, we need to effectively weed out because typically um, closets are overstuffed by 25%. Totally. Yeah. So if you can look at your closet and think of it in, in quarters, it's a good visual tool. And I really, if, if my clients are like really trying to get extra points, I try to get them to organize it color-coded too. I've seen that. <laughs> because it just looks great, especially if you have a stunning master walk-in closet and we're, we're taking pictures or people are walking in there, wow, I want to live like this. Yeah. It's yeah, a really, yeah. and it's pretty easy to do, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. It's fun. Look they at the they get the, the staging gold stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think like, if you're, let's say this time of year, it's the spring mm-hmm. and you're looking ahead to like, I'm going to sell my house in the spring, maybe early summer. 
do I really need to have fall and winter clothes in my closet? No, and no snowboards either. That's right. a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> your gear's got to go. Yeah, depends where you're selling. Well, yeah. If, if you're in Sun Peaks, yeah. they got to know that board can fit in there. <laughs> yeah, right? that's true. That's true. <laughs> if they don't have a locker. Um, okay, so we covered kitchens. We did primarily talk about bathrooms, which are the two... Ho- Why are bathrooms so darn important? Because you're in there every day. Right? Well, you're like, not even necessarily in your living room every day, but you're in your bathroom yeah. every day. Yeah. 40 I think years it's ago, like... we didn't even attach the bathroom. <laughs> we just stuck it out in the back <laughs> with a movie bowl. I think it's a cleanliness mm. thing. You yes. see a bathroom looking so perfect and you're yeah. like, this bathroom is clean. Yes. You don't see the, the, the grouts being a little black. Yeah. You know? And it's all surface, right? Like the tubs are usually, you know, shiny. Glass doors, countertops, floors, or tiles. So um, everything really reads sharply in bathrooms. So as soon, and they're just, there's a lot of dated bathrooms too, right? So um, when you do see a good bathroom or a new countertop or new vanity, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not an orange tub. Yeah, exactly. Or green. Yeah, green. Yeah, or pink. <laughs> green or pink. Yeah, I <laughs> think. If you want to get real crazy, the majority of of deficiencies in a home come from, from the bathroom. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, because you have a lot of water, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of drains. Yeah, you have high humidity. Yes, yeah. there's all kinds of spots for deficiencies to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, top three goals of staging. I mean, I know what the real estate world is. It's like most money. Get more money. Yeah. yeah. Right. We want, well, and how do you get more money? We maximize floor space, right? Make the house look bigger, feel bigger. Um, we want as much light in there. So we want to have windows open, show that it's a nice, healthy, welcoming space. So sometimes that's as easy as uh, fixing any broken windows. Sometimes people don't pay much attention to that in the basement, you know, they'll ha- or they'll have them covered by their window wells. So um, we might just need to do a trim around the window wells to get in even a 25% more light. Um, and then as updated as possible. So something like a burgundy painted feature wall from 1990, you might love it, but most people aren't going to love it. So let's just spend a little bit of time and a very little bit of money and, and paint it, right? So um, buyers tend to view changes like that about 50% more in terms of work and cost than they actually are. So if you put yourself into the buyer's shoes and you're already, you know, buying a house is usually stressful financially. Um, maybe you have a family, you're working full time. If you're not really into rentals, you want to move in as easily and as quickly and as hassle-free as possible. So as a seller, if we can just look at the house in, in that regard, um, we're already going to be appealing and putting that many more people back in our bucket, right? More so in more in the bucket. Yeah. So um, just like I have a cheesy little quote, which is small leaks sink big ships. It's it's in the reverse too, right? So all the small things can really, you they know, add up. Add up. Yeah. So um, brighter, bigger, and as updated as possible. Those are the three top goals. I can remember a listing that had a basement suite, non-conforming basement suite. And it only had the one window between the, like the, sorry, the living room, the kitchen. And it was super, super, super dark. And they had a window well. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot of natural light coming in that window. But then they had a cedar over top of it. So there was like no light, real light coming through. And it was a, the window well was a rustic old log, wooden deteriorated thing. And we, I made them cut the tree down. 
and then I made them paint the window well white. Smart. And the the light that came in the basement was like tenfold. Mm Mm-hmm. And it changed the appearance. It still felt a little gloomy, but it didn't feel like you weren't going to reap the maximum rental rate, which was yeah. what we were trying to portray it out of that unit, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. More livable. Yeah. Let's talk about weird items that you probably don't like. Oh, yay. And if you came <laughs> to my house, you'd be like, antlers and <laughs> oh no no did i had a social media post on the weekend about it was the hippo table yeah yeah oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah i'm i, I live that. in direct contrast with a lot of ideas my husband has too so is that your table <laughs> oh god no 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, have, I loved it <laughs> I, I bet <laughs> of course you did i loved it it was awesome yeah um i have a lot of antlers in, in my house mm-hmm. and i tend to because i favor that I tend to have a hard time, you know, like I'll go in on a listing presentation. They'll say, yeah, the last realtor told me that I got to take all this stuff down. Well, I can roll reverse that easy. I'm like, I love it. Someone might love it. Yeah. Leave it up because yeah. I'm getting the listing now for sure because I'm favoring <laughs> you, right? It is a delicate balance, right, of that depersonalization and because we don't want the house to feel too stark either. So an example this summer, I had just a really cool older gentleman and his dad and himself had both been in the Air Force. And he had a ton of World War One and Two um, memorabilia. So fascinating and really awesome. However, it was all over the house, and this was a uh, up in Pineview, so fair like a newer house, not not too old. So I didn't want him to have to get rid of all this special stuff, and it was cool cool stuff, but we just went through together and talked about what the best of his collection was. And, you know, I kind of did my little zhuzhing and made it look pretty. And then he packed up the rest of it. So you don't have to get rid of everything that makes your, your house a home or is cool about your home, but we have to, um, scale it back a little bit so that when someone comes in, they say, Oh, you know, Oh, remember that house? He had that cool stuff from the air force. Not, Oh man, remember that house? He had air force stuff in every room. So that's that's just part of life, right? We're not ever going to want people to not have any personality mm-hmm. of their home, but we want to yeah. just make it more... So you're saying I can leave like a couple deer out? A few. Yeah. A few. Nice. Yeah. Or in your shop. Remember you said you liked your garage. <laughs> Move <laughs> them all go. to the garage. Yeah. <laughs> the garage. Good thing my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, what about uh, pets? Pets. Okay. So pets love pets. Um but smells, okay, so we are all a little bit guilty of, we are used to our pet smells, right? Um, or we're used to our pet's hair. So we definitely need to address that or at least hear, if we're getting feedback that that is a concern, we have to address it. So number one, if there's any staining, we want to take care of that first and foremost on on floors. Um, for showings, um, dogs, if you can get your animals out of the house, of course, it's always suggested. Um because we want people, not everyone's a dog person or whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a, a rodent type animal, I guess it stays in its cage. But if you can get your your dogs out, because we want people to spend more time in your house, right? The more time in the house, then they're mo- most likely thinking about it for themselves. So that's number one. Um, if you have kitties, you want to maybe at least keep them in a room, designated room for the time of the showing. Um, and also... Back, like back to cats, litter is just yes. a conundrum for everybody. Say, yeah. um, so as long as it's <clears throat> out of visual sight, even if you have a small space, if you can 
get it, say, under a stairwell is ideal. You can add a little kitty door or have it um, in a closet even just while you're selling your home so that it's not out in the open. Right. It's mm-hmm. always, yeah, animals And are I'm going to make one more suggestion because yeah. cats, cats are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I looked through the window, there was one. When I opened the door, there was eight. (gasps) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I closed it and I left because I was on my own. Yeah. So that's a lot of cats. And I I don't know, but this cat, like eight cats, they were all over the living room and they were nice cats. I mean, they looked at me, which really intimidates me. I know. Yeah. (laughs) That's another thing to think about. uh, but, But eight cats, it's. It's a little too much, and I didn't even show it. Yeah. Well, didn't show it. it. I was just going to do the preview of the place. Eight cats is too much. That's too. I, I think the kitties are good in the living in, in the laundry room, maybe yeah. or something. And in a little kennel, they don't make noise or anything. But and if you like, have a fence, because lots of people do have dogs, so if you have a fence, your fence needs to be um, in good shape. Yeah. Dog, and dog friendly. Like it has mm-hmm. to be like perceived that the dog, if someone's buying it. It's not going to get out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. I yeah. think there is a misconception with most pet owners. Yes. That their dogs are super friendly and adorable mm-hmm. to them, but when they're not home, you yes. never really yeah. know how your dog responds when you're not mm-hmm. there. Yes. And I have yeah. this all the time, where you know the, the the realtor says there's a dog in the house. It's old. It's it's great, cozy. Every time I've been there, it just lays there. And you knock on the door, open the door, and it's got teeth showing. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. one thing too, and I've experienced this myself when I was actually looking for a house, is your neighbor's dogs. Because your neighbors, say if you're out at work all day, your neighbors might have yappy dogs. And that's yes. a turn yeah. off to buyers too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might need to have a little discussion with your neighbor or just be aware of that. Maybe with your realtor about showing times. Not to be, not trying to trick anyone, but... That's a consideration because you don't want people showing up, you know, when your neighbor's dogs are always in their backyard. Maybe yeah. they have a time. And you can't have a conversation eat. in yeah. the backyard because yeah. the neighbor's dog is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you do about things like um, tanks? I showed a property and my clients wouldn't even actually go through it once we hit the living room. There were six huge tanks. The first one was a snake. And we all stopped oh. there and they're like, I'm not going through. Because you have to kind of walk through the living room to get to the other rooms, and they wouldn't even go. Yeah. Six huge tanks, all, like like I said, the first one was a snake. So I'm You like, didn't get I, to see the I other ones. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to look in the other rooms. So, yeah. What do you do? I would what say, you, say you know, that's a dance between myself and the agent and getting to the heart of how serious these sellers are, right? Like yes. you have to understand, okay, you want to sell your home and move on to your next greener pasture or to your next adventure in life. You need to acknowledge that, you know, 90% of people are not going to find giant reptile tanks. Yeah. Appealing. (laughs) So either you understand now at the start of the selling process that we're probably going to get this feedback and therefore it's going to be a longer selling time, or we're going to make these changes and address it and try to mitigate that. Mm -hmm. That's really... Yeah. I I think other animals that people kind of underestimate their power of smell is rodents. Mm-hmm. Like they're in a little cage, they're cute, they don't move, they don't make noises, but they people get used to those smells too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they can be pretty stinky. You get, yeah. you get smell zero out of your own home. Like you oh, have yeah. no scent to your own home. Yeah. Other people going to your home, 
can define that smell so much more accurately. Mm-hmm. But it's like you just, it's like your, even your own odor, like yeah. mm-hmm. natural human odor. You just, you smell it every day. You don't mm-hmm. notice it. Mm-hmm. When someone walks up to you and backs up real quick, <laughs> they're noticing it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. Um, let's, let's talk about like the value added in doing a proper stage. So if I have a client who wants to maximize their sale price mm-hmm. and they're going to be committed to doing whatever it takes to get the job done correctly, which is going to be amazing to declutter, half move out, because I think that's what it takes, um, and get it properly staged. What, what can they expect? So what um, what they can expect is me to come. So you, most of the stages that I do don't involve any rental decor pieces. Um, it's me going in, doing a full, com- a full encompassing service with them um, and helping them use what they have. So I'll show up and I'll go through the house with them. Um, usually, depending on the size of the house, it takes a good hour or so. Um, I provide all the information on why I'm suggesting things if we are doing something like picking a new paint color I'll bring paint samples with me so that we can look at them together and then after the client can go and purchase that paint or we'll have that for the painter um, I will help as we move through the house to move things around so like this past weekend um, at this house they had a home gym but the pieces were spread around so we'll move things together and get everything set up while I'm there um, I'll also send after, um, a, like a per room breakdown of what I've suggested be done and whether that's for just for photos or, um, for the complete preparation for the listing. So sometimes I'll say, you know, for your photos, you need to move a couple things out of the room, like a dog bed. Like, you know, if, if your dog's going to sleep at the foot of your bed, just move the dog bed out. So it's really easy peasy, like step-by-step um, easy to follow. And then I will usually come back, um, after they've done whatever work needs to be done. Um, if they're changing out some light fixtures or doing any updates, I'll kind of work alongside them the whole time. Like if we're doing countertop changes, I'm not just going to let you know, Hey, you need to change the countertops. I'm going to say, Hey, this is the countertop that you should upgrade to because it's going to appeal to the most people. This is how much it costs and this is where you can buy it. So some people really um, need a lot of help or want help that way. Some people, no, okay, we get it and they're good to go on their own. So that kind of varies case case by case. And then while I'm there, I also um, will write down any features that we come across and talk about that I'll just then pass along to their real estate agent. Something like, oh, you have a reverse osmosis maybe I'll make sure Parker knows that. Or um, if they have some really great outdoor living space, this just happened last week, um, small house, but this the value there was in all the outdoor living space. So I said, okay, I'm going to make sure that I send the photographer a list of these shots to get because we need this to be um, really noticeable on your listing rather than, you know, kind of some of the other smaller spaces. So then I'll, I'll put in a shot list for the photographer so that we make sure that we get, you know, we're hitting, hitting your listing in all areas. So, um, we get the updates we need done, the decluttering, the, the people aren't um, wondering, well, okay, she told us we need to get rid of some stuff, but where is it going to go? So I'll make sure, okay, you guys need to rent a box. Here's the options. Here's the storage units. So we just do what we need to do to get her done. (laughs) And, uh, when the client says, how much more money am I going to get out of this? Mm. 
Yes. So I, I charge two fifty for that service. Yeah. So that's like a flat fee. Um, obviously I can't guarantee any prices, but, um, the national, um, real estate, um, board has come out with six to 7% is the average return. So if we're looking at a $400,000 price, um, you know, that's $24,000. So say we're, we're planning on, you know, $400,000 is what we want to list at, but yep. we want to have me come in and have you do some changes. So if we have made all the updates that we possibly can within reason, right? Um, like if we have chipped countertops or um, broken fence, maybe you have a air conditioning is not working. So if we can fix all of those items um, can, and we can make it show fantastic, we can have it's, you know, decorated or depersonalized perfectly for the target buyer, can we reasonably expect to get $424,000 for the house? Right. Sure. I, I think we can certainly try. It's it's worthwhile. Yep. Right? Um, that's a that's a return. There's that's, no question you're going to get a return. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, usually, I, I would say a good estimation for me based just on last year's market and what I did with people Um I would say about $2,000 would be a good estimate of what people actually did. So that right. that would be, you know, the 250 fee for me, um, so maybe some paint, maybe updating some doors, like a front door, yep. um, some trim around the house, things like that. Um, you know, just those nice little tweaks that usually too, like we're dealing with older homes here in Kamloops, right? I'm not talking about newer homes. So they're all going to need a little bit of maintenance. So, you know, if we can, if we can stay out of the curve and put in two grand, are we going to get that back for sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Oh, they can get a hold of me two five zero two nine nine three nine zero zero, or on my website, which is theeditcamloops dot com, or I'm always active on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Cool. You've got yeah. fantastic Instagram. Oh, posts. thanks. I, I love the gram. You know I what? Love I it's such a good tool because I think it's like people can see what I visually like. Mm-hmm. I can talk mm-hmm. directly to people, and I get so many. I book so many clients that way, and it makes me happy because it's like okay, it really, you, know, you can be awesome. in touch with people. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Any any closing thoughts, Allie? Um. Maybe one day you can come through my house because I am the female version of the I don't understand anything about decoration. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll talk. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, For me, this is one of my favorite things. I love interior design. I love all this stuff. Yes, I see what you post on there too. You've got a good eye. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So maybe you can come to my house. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I probably have. But my daughter went from wanting to be an author to now wanting to be an interior designer. Is that right? Yeah. And we've talked about, we've talked about and played the idea of like doing a flip together. Oh, fun. But I don't think she's confident enough to make a decision yet. So I'm just going to, but HDG, like, okay, we we just recently went on holiday. She could come and do some interning for me. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. I do lots of fun Uh, stuff. It's fun, right? She's, she's definitely looking around her room going, dad, we need to get some new paint. I want to do this. I want to do that. Let me do my Aww. room. And I'm like, how much energy is that going to expel from me? Well, lots. My daughter did it this <laughs> summer. She exactly same thing. Yeah. And she redid her whole room by herself. It looks cool. fantastic. But they must have done something at school because Sierra came home with the design as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They yeah. must have had some 
like career planning thing around that. Oh, yes. It starts young. Yeah. I your, found your son a too? floor plan My that I drew with your daughter in elementary school not too long ago. I was like, I've always loved oh, this mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, you got to nurture, nurture those gifts. Yeah. Little Martha yeah. Stewart in the household, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, thank you again for joining us, taking the time out of your day. I know you're recently sick, so yes. you missed a, a podcast, but we're glad that you made it back yes. and you're yes. healthy. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. You joined us for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.